Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A quiet storm once brewing. Nature's deadliest organisms. It can crawl in the body for 17 years. They hijack our bodies. These things could be eating me alive. Disable our immune systems. She was going to die. And eat us from within. I couldn't believe it. For those infected, they are the monsters inside me. Greg Blomain and Rosemary Anker live in Blaine, Washington. Although they've been divorced for 15 years, they remain close. He's still my best friend. For I've known him since he was 15. Uh, we're better friends now than we were when we were married. Together, they have a teenage daughter named Courtney. My family is the most important thing to me, and they're the ones that will be there for me no matter what. Courtney's a little more vulnerable. She's a little girl still, in my mind. It's summer, and Courtney is spreading her wings. I really just wanted to be independent and basically follow my own way. But the path that Courtney has chosen worries her parents. She got to an age where she kind of figured she knew everything and started going her own way. She quit school, and she started going downhill. I love her with all my heart. But she went through a rebellious stage that was bad. One evening, Courtney is spending time with her friends. I was at my friend's house smoking a little weed. And I I felt a tickle in my throat. (coughs) I was coughing up a little bit of phlegm. (coughs) The phlegm that I coughed up was almost kind of black, like black swirls in it. But I was not too worried at all at this point just thinking it's a normal cold. 
Later that night, something else out of the ordinary happens. I was sitting in the car with my friend, and we were just hanging out, and I just noticed that my shoulder was hurting really bad. Almost like my shoulder was dislocated. I thought it was really weird because I hadn't done anything that would strain it. Courtney continues partying through the night and eventually comes home to her father. When I got out of bed, I also noticed that something else wasn't right. I was a little bit dizzy and a little bit almost nauseous, I would say. I kept thinking, how can, how can she be in that much pain? It seemed like it involved her whole back and shoulder, like she was crippled. I didn't get it. There was something wrong with my shoulder. It either needed to be set or get a cast or something. She was crying. She was messed up. Greg takes Courtney to the family general practitioner. The doctor came in, looked at my shoulder. He listened to my lungs and my heart, just this, you know, basically routine checkup stuff. The doctor sends Courtney for an x-ray of her chest. When the x-ray came back, the doctor did seem still puzzled, but he said, looks like pneumonia. Pneumonia is a condition that affects the lungs, causing them to fill with fluid. It seemed kind of odd that uh, you would have such shoulder pain from pneumonia, but I guess, you know, it's possible. The doctor prescribes a course of antibiotics and sends Courtney home to rest. The next evening, Courtney remains sick at home. The antibiotics were supposed to help, and they didn't make a, a bit of difference. I couldn't take a deep breath at all. It just got worse and worse. I was compelled to call her mom. I was getting pretty freaked out that eventually maybe I wouldn't be able to breathe if it kept going like this. Rosemary meets them at the emergency room. There, doctors scan her chest. And they call Greg and I out into the hall to look at an x-ray that they had taken. It looked like white, almost like cauliflower, filling up half her lungs, which really scared us half to death. Couldn't breathe when he showed it. I says, you're kidding. Greg and Rosemary think they know what the cause of the problem might be. Her immune system was so low, and that could have very well been from using drugs. I told the doctor she's possibly been subjected to a chemical poisoning. But clinical immunologist Dr. Troy Torgerson has a very different point of view. The first thing that we are concerned about actually is infection. We didn't know what it was, so we were concerned that she might be contagious to other patients, and so she was placed in isolation. They started coming in in, like, spacesuit-type things so they wouldn't breathe my air. They gave us masks, like out of a movie, like E.T. It was very overwhelming, knowing that this is kind of a big deal. It happened so fast to go from having a pain in her shoulder to all of a sudden being in an isolation room. It was just terrifying, and Courtney was still in pain. They said since we'd already been in contact with her so close, Greg and I couldn't leave the room. 
Doctors place the entire family in isolation. And there's one particular disease they are most concerned about. Based on the, the look of the CT scan, she could potentially have tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is a condition that typically affects the lungs. It is one of the deadliest diseases on the planet because the bacteria that causes it is actually able to evade the immune system. It was really bad. Now it's getting a little scary. Just a tiny, a tiny bit scary. To confirm their theory, doctors run numerous tests. Two days later, the results of the tuberculosis test comes back. For tuberculosis, the testing was negative. Without a diagnosis, Courtney's health continues to plummet. Every once in a while, an alarm goes off and they come running in because her oxygen levels dipped so low. It was really, uh, uh, it, was, it was scary. Uh, and still, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it's terrible. It came to the point where the doctor said, if we don't find out what it is, her lungs are going to fail within two days. And she was going to die. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Courtney Blomain's lungs are on the verge of failing. 
The doctors let me know that it was getting worse. I was very, very worried that once your lungs collapse, I think that's pretty much it. At this point, I started to worry if I was going to make it or not. Her parents, Greg and Rosemary, wait by their daughter's side. Then the doctors return with startling news. The blood test results came back showing that she had a fungal infection and that that fungus was Cryptococcus gadii. This is Cryptococcus gadii. So I had no idea what they were saying, what, what that was. It was some kind of fungus. Inside Courtney's body, the Cryptococcus gadii fungal spores invade her respiratory system and attack her lung tissue. The fungal cells then multiply and spread inside her, forming nodules throughout her lungs. As the lungs fill with fluid, they put pressure on her insides, leading to her excruciating shoulder pain, difficulty breathing, and life-threatening pneumonia. It was hopeless. It was, I just, I can't, there's no way I would ever imagine having a funeral for Courtney. I just couldn't wrap my head around that. The Cryptococcus gadii spores could travel through the bloodstream and infect internal organs, even the brain. The deadliest strain of this fungus will kill 25% of those it infects. There had been people dying from this thing. Yeah, it would, it would destroy. <laughs> yeah. It was a hopeless, helpless feeling to watch her just wasting away. Once the diagnosis was made and we knew that it was cryptococcus, we know that cryptococcus is difficult to treat. When the infection is extensive, as it was in Courtney's case, that allows the organism sometimes to get away from us. To save her life, doctors put her on an aggressive regimen of antifungal medication. For days, she remains in serious condition. I was very scared that the medicine wouldn't work. How can a pill get rid of something growing in your lungs? Just always wanting to be there, be by your side, hold her hand, just hoping and praying that her oxygen levels would get better, and they did. Incredibly, Courtney Blomain overcomes the Cryptococcus gadii infection. It's just like a miracle. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. After one week of taking the antifungal medication, Courtney is well enough to leave the hospital. But they're all left with one burning question. How do you get a fungus in your lungs? Mammals become infected when they inhale the spores. Cryptococcus gadii typically grow in the soil and on trees in temperate regions. In the U.S., the Cryptococcus gadii fungus is endemic to the Pacific Northwest and is frequently found in soil around Douglas fir trees. One day I was over at a friend's house painting the side of the house and I had dumped about a half a bucket of paint. I spilled the paint right under a Douglas fir tree. As I was raking up all this paint, a lot of dust and um, stuff was just filling my nose, my mouth, and all over my face. <coughs> I guess it can happen to anybody. Today, Courtney has made a full recovery and has even become a mother herself, leaving her rebellious years behind her. Because of this, I changed so much. I realized that life is a lot more than partying. <laughs> uh, she seemed to have uh, a new lease on life, literally. 
She appreciates everything. She really, really appreciates the fact that she's still around. Only one other person in Washington state survived this, so I was just feeling really lucky that I was one of them. Cases of human infection are still extremely rare in the United States because most people can cope with low levels of exposure. But people who have compromised immune systems, smokers, or people over 50 are at a greater risk of contracting the fungus. Anyone who thinks they might have been exposed to the fungus and who displays dramatic symptoms of severe coughing, headaches, or high fever should seek medical attention. Fifty-year-old Victoria Franklin lives in the suburban town of Hiram, Georgia. Her favorite activity is cooking for her family. I cook on all the holidays. I try not to miss a beat. <laughs> I always like keeping um, the tradition going. So, of course, it's family recipes from my grandmother. I think I can cook pretty well. Victoria remains close with her 32-year-old nephew, Damar Knight. Me and my aunt, we're very close, more so than the other members of our family. Of all my family, Damar is the one that I see the most. I usually cook for him, and he comes over and eats with me. He's usually here about two, three times a week. Victoria even tries to bring that sense of caring to her work as a telephone sales representative. People can get a little bit out of control, and you have to be able to handle that out-of-control person. Just because they come a certain way at me, that doesn't mean I go back at them the same way they came at me. It's Easter Sunday. Victoria is home from church and has invited friends and family to celebrate. That is a special Sunday for me. Our tradition is everybody gets dressed up for the finest for Easter. My aunt would, would cook us a big dinner. But I was feeling flu-like. I wasn't myself. And when I cook, I want to put a lot of love in it. And I didn't have to love that day. <laughs> I really didn't. I wasn't really feeling like cooking. And my daughter asked me, she said, Mom, what are you going to cook for dinner? I said, why don't you just go out and pick up some stuff and, and you know, we'll just have takeout. My aunt was disappointed because she loves family, and that's a big thing to her. She loves to cook. All I wanted to do was to sleep. I thought sleeping was the antidote for me. Victoria excuses herself from her own Easter event and goes to bed. A few hours later, she wakes up. And I kept feeling a pain in my left breast. And I touched it, and I felt like two little little marbles rolling around. I didn't see any breakage in the skin or anything. And I didn't say anything to anybody. I just went on back to bed. As the Easter gathering continues, Damar checks in on his ailing aunt. If she was really hurting bad, we wouldn't really know because she's a very proud person. Victoria's family eventually goes home. The next morning, Victoria wakes up early. The pain woke me up. I got up, and I'm seeing this fluid come out of my breast. Yellow fluid leaking out of my breast. It was like sticky-like. And I'm like saying, this is weird. Why would I be leaking? So what I did, I took an ace bandage, and I took some gauze, and I 
put the gloves on and the ace Spanish and wrap me up in it instead of wearing a bra. Victoria heads into work. It is the first day of a temporary position. But before she starts her shift, she notices something alarming with her homemade remedy. When I got there, I told the girl, let me run in the bathroom. I got there, that thing was filled. Sobbing wet. I mean, I could almost wring it out. And I said, this is not good. It was still a mess coming out of me. I was starting to get very nervous. If I had had health insurance, I would have definitely been to the hospital. But because of the high cost, it kind of deterred me. She manages to finish the shift. But when she returns home, she discovers something else. When I took the bandage off, my breast had started turning black. And I'm looking, and I'm saying, wow, this is crazy. The next morning, Victoria staggers into work. As soon as I put my stuff down, I told the girl I had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't figure out if I was going to throw up or had diarrhea. It just, like, it was like a flood. It just came out. Now I'm starting to think it's a virus because it's been longer than three days. I was in the bathroom for about 20 minutes, and the girl that was relieving me, she said, you look really bad. She said, you need to go home. I came home, and, and I was just so exhausted just from walking from the garage to the car to the kitchen. That's when I really, really smelled it. I couldn't even stand myself. I was like, oh, my goodness, you know? And I kept washing with warm soap my breasts to, to keep the smell off of me. It was like a stench. I, 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 I can't really explain the smell, but it smelled like something very rotten. My whole thought was, if I can get through the night and make it through the morning, I'll get to the hospital. I knew I was in trouble, serious trouble. It's been four days since her symptoms ruined Easter. The next morning, she realizes it might be too late. Pain, pain, and more pain. It took all my strength and my fiber to pick up the phone and call DeMar and say, come get me now, take me to the hospital. I'm in excruciating pain. I was conscious, but I wasn't fully in my right mind. I had just got off of work, so I, you know, stopped what I was doing. I freaked out a little bit. On the way, I got a million things in my brain. At the hospital, Dr. Robert Underwood takes on her case. She was in a condition we would describe as semi-comatose. So this ultimately was a time-critical event. When he examines her, it's immediately clear what the problem is. We were dealing with gangrene. Gangrene is a condition where living tissue dies and rots. It's usually caused by a disease injury, or infection. But in this case, there's a more insidious cause. The entire picture, when you put it together, is very suggestive of a venomous-type uh, bite. 
this appeared to be a spider bite. When I found out that a little spider took me down to this point, I got angry. I got very angry. No spider is going to take me down. Inside Victoria's body, the spider venom breaks down the skin and tissue in her breast, causing gangrene. As the tissue decays, the infection spreads across her entire chest into her body, leading to Victoria's extreme nausea, changing skin color, and foul odor. This had the potential to be a true, rapidly progressing, flesh-eating infection. Rapidly, meaning in a matter of minutes and hours, traveling to other extents of her body and reaching a point where we ultimately would not be able to surgically remove all of the involved soft tissue, which would have been a lethal event for her. They were going to have to operate on me, and it didn't look good. A quiet storm was brewing. Dr. Underwood rushes her into the operating room. For more than an hour and a half, he painstakingly removes the rotting flesh. Ultimately, we removed roughly four liters of soft tissue. That's about 10 pounds. It's something akin to a, a, a very large shark bite. Dr. Underwood completes the surgery, but Victoria is still at risk of organ failure. Her body is in shock, and with such a massive wound, doctors fear that the infection may recur. To stabilize her condition, doctors administer intravenous antibiotics and place her in a drug-induced coma. I was still not confident that she would ultimately survive. Day after day, it was no change at all. The doctors was not confident that she was going to make it. They still said it was 50-50. So basically, we making plans for burial and funeral. Yeah, with tears. We all took it hard. But a week later, Victoria emerges from the coma. Didn't think that I was going to make it through the night or something like that. But I fooled them all the way around, didn't I? <laughs> when she woke up, Oh, the whole family was rejoiced. We was praying. We was this whole bunch of hallelujahs. Yes, yes, yes. If you can just imagine a family just overjoyed. When I actually woke up, I guess Dr. Underwood was trying to find a nice way of putting it, you know, trying to ease me into the fact that I didn't have a breast anymore. And it really didn't bother me, you know, because... <laughs> I was thankful for being alive. You know, more or less, who cares about a breast, you know? And I whispered to him, and I said, do I still have a heart in my body? And he said, yeah. I said, that's all that matters. When the toxicology reports come in, they finally reveal the culprit. It was a brown recluse spider bite, the most severe I had ever seen. Of the 3,700 species of spiders in the U.S., the brown recluse spider is among the most dangerous. The vent that I assumed that it came through is, was right over my bed. And if it dropped down in my bed and I rolled on top of it, there it is in a nutshell. 
I rolled on top of the spider and it bit me. And I didn't know it. But Victoria's encounter with the brown recluse spider has left a deep impact. I'm left with a huge scar that I have to bear. And I now wear a prosthetic. I could have been in my grave, but I'm not. I am grateful, very grateful to be alive. The brown recluse spider is most commonly found in the Midwest and the South. Brown recluse spiders inhabit secluded and sheltered environments. Outdoors, they're typically found under rocks, logs, and leaves. In the home, they gravitate toward dark closets, attics, and even shoes. When working in areas where the brown recluse spiders live, it's a good idea to wear thick gloves and long sleeves. Victoria Sutton and Cameron Lillibridge live in Mill Creek, Washington, 20 miles north of Seattle. They're a young couple who are very much in love. Cameron always keeps me laughing, and he's very hardworking. He definitely spoils me, so I'm very lucky. Victoria is more spontaneous, adventurous. Good girl. We love to go on walks and have a nice glass of wine together. They met each other at church and religion still plays a big part in their lives. I was working for a religious youth organization. I love loving on people and giving, and so together we just really love on our friends and everyone around us. It's summer, and Victoria's working at her mom's fast food restaurant. I was ringing up customers, and I noticed that my ankle was swollen. It was just big, like a big baseball I was shocked because I don't remember doing anything to hurt it. I just thought maybe it's an allergic reaction or starting a new job at my mom's restaurant, walking around. I had an ice pack and tried to use that to keep the swelling down. Victoria manages to work the rest of the day and then heads over to Cameron's house. We were just sitting in the living room and I showed him my ankle. My ankle was definitely red, and it was just huge. But Cameron barely gives Victoria's ankle a second glance. I was not concerned at all. Put some ice on it, and you're good to go. Cameron convinces Victoria not to worry, and his strategy seems to work. After a few weeks of using the ice packs, the swelling in her ankle disappears. A few months later, Victoria is putting on her makeup before a friend's party when she notices something's wrong. As I was getting ready, I noticed that my jaw was swollen. I was worried that maybe I was having an allergic reaction to something. It almost felt like I'd been stung by a bee on the side of my face. I didn't want people to see my face like that. I put a lot of effort into looking extra cute that day. And then to have your face swollen, it kind of doesn't matter what you're wearing or what kind of makeup you put on your face. It looked bad. I wasn't going to say it looked bad. <laughs> Victoria puts on a brave face and heads to the party. It was just embarrassing to look like a chipmunk, basically. Despite her embarrassment, Victoria is able to celebrate with her friends. A couple of days later, the swelling in her jaw subsides but it's not long before the painful swelling appears at yet another location. 
I remember waking up one morning and feeling that my right eyelid is swollen and getting up and going to look in the mirror and seeing how puffy it is. I couldn't really like move my eyes up or open that eye. It felt weird. Your vision's kind of impaired in the sense that you can't open your eye all the way. My eye. I showed Cameron. He just thought it was something I was overthinking and it wasn't a big deal. I thought she just must be allergic to everything in the world. She takes some ibuprofen and the swelling goes away on its own. Several months later, Victoria is helping some friends move into a new apartment. I was helping lift a box and all of a sudden I just had shooting pain in my hand. It felt almost like my bones were rubbing against each other. It was just excruciating pain and I was completely freaked out. Unable to help her friends move, Victoria goes home to ice her hand. A few days later, she sees her primary care physician. She took blood samples and she examined my hands. But after all the tests were run, they were all negative. I just felt at a dead end. I was really frustrated and annoyed. The doctor tells Victoria to wear braces on her hands. But the pain still lingers. Then something good happens in her life. Cameron proposes to Victoria. I wanted to be in a committed relationship and in the future have a family, really large family. A few months later, Victoria is busy preparing for their wedding. I totally wanted a do-it-yourself wedding and I was sewing some centerpieces and all of a sudden I had to stop because my hands were in so much pain. It felt like the inside of it was on fire. It definitely made me annoyed that I couldn't use my hands. I was frustrated, upset. When she told me her wrist hurt, I thought, here we go again. He was annoyed about hearing about it all the time. He didn't have an answer, and so it frustrated him that he couldn't fix it. I didn't expect him to be able to fix the problem. I just wanted him to listen. I had fears that I was going to have to live the rest of my life handicapped and not being able to do things normally. Victoria puts a halt to her sewing and gets her relatives to help. For the next few months, Victoria's mysterious swellings come and go. On the day of her wedding, the swelling is mercifully absent. But a few months later, Victoria is getting ready for the day when another strange symptom hits her. Just had woken up and felt something in my eye and figured it was just an eyelash. I went to look in the mirror in the bathroom and when I looked in my eye, I saw this long white stringy thing. I saw it start to move. It was kind of wiggling and squirming. I was totally shocked and freaked out. It was just creepy watching it move and not knowing what it was. I just hear her pretty much scream in the bathroom, like freaking out. And she says, look at this, like move. And I'm just like, oh boy. 
Her doctor sends her to infectious disease specialist, Dr. Robert Choi. I did a very thorough exam, including her skin and also her eyes. I was concerned that there was a parasitic infection, but at that time, I didn't know which parasite it was. So we ran more tests, specifically blood smears. Several weeks later, the final results come in. We did find something in the blood smear that looked consistent with a parasite. Victoria was diagnosed with loa loa worm. What? I freaked out. I just couldn't believe it and didn't want it to be real. Loa loa is a parasitic roundworm. Inside Victoria's body, the worms move throughout her entire system, burrowing through her skin and muscle tissue, leading to the swelling in her ankle, hands, and jaw, and ultimately to the infection of her eye. In fact, she is so infested with the parasites that worms are literally crawling out of her body. She actually started to develop some symptoms, which, you know, I wasn't expecting. She actually coughed up an adult worm. What is that? I was totally creeped out that I had worms inside of me. And I was terrified that these things could be eating me alive. I just didn't know what they could do to me. Loa loa worms can live in the human body for up to 17 years. And female worms can produce thousands of larvae each day. Left untreated, the worms can cause kidney damage, pneumonia, and scarring of the heart. Loa loa worms can even infect the brain. And in rare instances, complications with the infection can lead to death. It was concerning to hear the word fatal. It completely freaked me out and really, really scared me. Dr. Robert Choi puts her on a specialized antiparasitic medication, but even that has risks. She could actually have an inflammatory response from the death of the actual parasites. And once you have the inflammatory response, this actually could lead to death. Either way, I was in a lose-lose situation. And at this point, I felt pretty hopeless. A week into her treatment, the parasites pop up across her body. There was a rash on my calf, which was totally in the shape of a worm, which kind of freaked me out. But Dr. Choi told me that the worm in my calf was dead and eventually would disintegrate and disappear. I felt relieved and really felt like we were making progress. Loa loa parasites are native to West and Central Africa. The life cycle of the loa loa parasite begins when the African deer fly bites an infected mammal and ingests the worm's larvae. From there, the larvae migrate to the fly's mouth. When the deer fly bites another mammal, the parasites enter that mammal's blood where they grow into adult worms and reproduce. And Victoria was in Central Africa three years prior. While I was in Cameroon on a mission trip, I was eaten alive by bugs and bitten by an infected deer fly. At the time, I didn't think too much about it, but I never thought I would catch this extremely rare parasite. Today, Victoria is still recovering from her three-year ordeal. 
Unfortunately, I'm not in the clear of being worm-free. And Cameron has learned an important lesson from the experience. I was not really treating her the way that she should have been treated. I'd say God works in crazy ways. And it's definitely worked in a way to better understand each other. Up to 13 million people worldwide may be infected with the Loa Loa parasite. There are no vaccines available to prevent infection with Loa Loa. Travelers to Central and West Africa are advised to wear long sleeves and pants, use deep-based insect repellent, and avoid riverbanks where deer flies breed. For more blood-curdling monsters and their hideous habits, visit our website, animalplanet.com slash monstersinsideme. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.